and in and out. Feel the ground beneath you. Thank the ground for holding you up. Be grateful to the ground. Write the ground a thank you note. Find an appropriate stamp. (laughs) (laughs) Something whimsical, (laughs) but not too jokey. You are serious about this. (laughs) While you're standing in line at the post office. (laughs) Why is priority mail? (laughs) Not the fastest mail. I think the mailbox office and I have a different dictionary where priority means something different. Remember, though, this is your journey, not the post office's journey. My, my, if it isn't the Doom to Fail podcast, never thought we'd see you around these parts again. My name is Tim Dobbs. With me, as ever, through the internet, it's Catherine Kogert. Hey, Tim. Good to be here. It's so good to have you here, even though I never thought we'd see you around these parts again. Well, I uh, I promised to never come back after I was banished after the big shootout, right, but sure. um, I forgot my hat. So <laughs> You love that hat. Love that hat. That's all you ever told us back when you used to live here. <laughs> I think that's the only thing I ever said. I think and then there was a shootout, yeah. and then I was banished. Was, was and, the shootout uh, related to the uh, hat thing, or was this nope, different? Oh, totally unrelated. Right. Completely different thing. I'm impressed you managed to get into a coherent fight that escalated to the point of a shootout without ever saying anything about, except about your hat. That's what I get for being a supporting character. This is what you get. Exactly. Yeah. You just show up out of the blue. You've already I'm a got a supporting track. character in my own life, but I've been working with my therapist on that. Mm, All right, get funny. along, little doggies. <laughs> bye bye. Ah, uh, boy. Well, another thing you can work on is this week's topic in our ongoing series on things we don't really get but seem important: meditation. Meditation. Yeah. So, uh, have you ever tried meditating, Tim? I have. Um. So, uh, I. uh, I'm not sure if I've done it otherwise, like actually done it. But uh, in preparation for this very podcast um, earlier this week, uh, when I was feeling kind of like out of sorts, I said, all right, you know what? I'm clearing 15 minutes out, the bare minimum, and I'm going to meditate. And I Googled meditation for beginners and uh, I read their advice. Cute. (laughs) And I did it. And um, uh, yeah, I don't know. I I do think I got something out of it uh, all in all. So what I did was, and and we can get into this uh, about what meditation is, because there is no consensus. Um, but what I did was I I started with some soft music playing. Totally didn't work out. Found it very distracting. So I shut the music off. Um, so I set a timer for 15 minutes so that I wouldn't be like thinking about the time. Just, you know, it'll go off gently when it's mm-hmm. ready. And mm-hmm. um, I sat cross-legged uh, in cool, comfortable clothing. And uh, I focused on my breathing. And that was it. You know, I just did the what uh, what in yoga they call ujjayi breath, which like all oh, things. Oh, sure. In the throat. Yeah. In the throat. Is that, do you know that? Yeah. Um, <laughs> the, 
the uh, it's actually yoga that I was doing, but that's for another time. Yeah. Um, but anyway, they were like, focus on the Ujjayi breath. Mm-hmm. And she's like, my husband calls it Vader breath. Yeah. Because like you're supposed to c- constrict your airway just slightly mm-hmm. so that it's, you can hear your breath in the back of your throat. And it kind of sounds like Darth Vader. Yeah. Then you talk about the dark side and stuff. And <laughs> it's all very yoga. It's all very yoga. Yeah. And focus on the breath and join me and rule the universe side by side. And so if you don't mind me getting straight to the chase here. All right. I'm all business today. Fine. I had a whole bit about the Star Wars thing, but fine. <laughs> uh, I don't think we need the letters. <laughs> uh, what did you get out of it? Um... So, uh, I think what I got out of it, okay, so the idea was, for me, uh, or what I tried to do here, um, was, okay, focus on the breathing and use that as a thing to cling to, to not think about other things. So, it's really hard not to think anything, um, because the brain is always going, and, uh, if it wasn't, you might be in some kind of trouble. Um, Mm -hmm. and so, in order to, like, uh, since not thinking anything is, is, like, really hard, uh, for me, at least, um, I can kind of do it. I can do this sort of thing where I picture, I, I stop a thought mid, mid thought and I sort of just picture it drifting away Yeah. and I don't think yeah. anything for like a couple milliseconds and then a new idea comes in. And then like yeah. if, if I'm uh, in a particularly bad place, uh, or not bad place, but just like a uh, thinky place, let's say I will start thinking mm-hmm. about the not thinking. And then I think, well, yeah, I mean, what is not thinking really? And then you get kind of spacey. Um, so that's not great. So, so the idea was, okay, focus on the breathing as a thing you can think about but isn't really anything, right? Like, breathing isn't anything. It's just here. Um, and uh, what I noticed, really, was that it's super-duper hard to not think about anything, especially uh, over 15 minutes when um, uh, when you're already kind of worked up. Like, it wasn't like... I mean, I wasn't super worked up, but it was like, uh, you know, I wasn't fighting a wild boar and then sat down afterwards to meditate. Um, <laughs> me and the boar. That might actually be more successful. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> But yeah, so I mean, I sat there and my, my leg muscles were really, really tight. And so I found the pain incredibly distracting. So that was one thing that I was like, man, it's hard to not think about pain. And then uh, the other thing was just that like the, the depths, because every once in a while I would be, I would have this like, you know, 12 minutes in, I would have this random thought about this random thing. And I'd just be like, damn, my brain can't shut up. Like, it's just everything. So I think what I got out of it was like, you know, when I, um, you know, when I opened my eyes, I did feel a little reset, like a little calmer, um, and a little, uh, less kind of worked up about things. And also, uh, I had a new appreciativeness of the fact that my brain is like doing all this stuff. Right. And just so like that perspective on the fact that my brain was, um, so manic, like I, I felt like I could carry that at least for a little while when I started to get worked up about something, be like, yeah, it's just your brain being your brain. Good old your brain, you know? what a character uh so i think that's what i took away from it and you know i think it was pretty crummy meditation all in all Uh, (laughs) it sounds like it my god yeah it's all over the place um but but you know i got something out of it anyway so i'll take it i guess um so is that what you picture when you think of meditation when you say you know oh some guy meditating is that would i describe something like what you're talking about or were you thinking something else um yeah, I think so. I think that I I feel like my view of nuanced is like you can take a meditative moment and that counts as meditation. 
Oh, tell me more about that. You know, like, let's say you're sitting at your desk Mm -hmm. and like you just got like a super bitchy email from somebody. Who even knows? Yeah. (laughs) Bob is the worst. Yeah. um, You can take a meditative moment. And I picture that as meditation where, you know, you just do the thing where you're like, all right, this is a bitchy email and I'm going to watch my this bitchy email float away on the cloud. And then I'm going to watch my reactions to this bitchy email float away on another cloud. And then I'm going to watch me feeling silly about watching things float away on clouds. I'm going to watch that float away on the cloud um, and so on and so on until, yeah. you know, it it's allows you to take some distance from the things that are happening to you in the moment. Sure. Which is nice. And just, just appreciate what it means to l- exist, I guess. Yeah. I mean, I, that, that seems really key. So, so let me read you, um, uh, in in my readings on meditation um beyond just meditation for beginners about like what what is meditation really you know they just kind of go on and on about like well this is pretty inscrutable like good luck defining what this is um but uh at least one study uh this seems like one of those studies where it was just sort of like someone thinking about it a lot and then maybe asking some people (laughs) but they identified three main criteria to any meditation practice um regardless of of course it uh is very common in a lot of religious traditions, but also just sort of secular traditions. So across from them, all these ideas, uh, they say the use of a defined technique, logic relaxation, and a self-induced state slash mode. Um, and other important criteria, but not essential, involve a state of psychophysical relaxation, the use of a self-focused skill or anchor. So they'd be like breathing in, in the case I was talking about. Or the presence of a state of suspension of logical thought processes. Processes. Um... And so I think a lot of those kind of point at what you're talking about, um, about this kind of like having a step back from something, um, because mm-hmm. uh, you're putting, uh, let's see, it's it's self, uh, self-induced self state or mode. You're kind of taking yourself into a different brain state. And then uh, logic relaxation being saying, like, I'm going to stop trying to solve this problem for a second, you know, and I'm just going to right. watch yeah. the problem for a second. And, uh, you know, it's like... Uh, I don't know. Uh, let's say you were trapped in a refrigerator. <laughs> I think you'd just be working on trying to get out of that refrigerator the whole time. But uh, if you were outside the refrigerator, you'd be like, okay, you just, you know, sure, there's a door. Or you'd just be like, oh, it's some refrigerator. I don't know. It's not my problem. Um, <laughs> so I think taking yourself outside the refrigerator, you know, kind of reminds you that like, oh, it's just some refrigerator. <laughs> like, Yeah. And I think a lot of a lot of people think it is take a moment to be grateful to be trapped inside the refrigerator. <laughs> right. Uh, <laughs> they they use this concept there's this like especially when you talk about meditation people who think a lot about meditation sometimes look at it through that lens like there's a lot of different lenses you can look through mm-hmm. meditation absolutely with and one of them is gratefulness which is one that people like to say to just be like noticing that you're trapped inside of the refrigerator noticing that you're cold noticing <laughs> that the milk is spoiled <laughs> Uh, um, and yeah. and they translate into like a gratefulness of appreciating that you can feel cold. Um, mm. And I, uh, people find that helpful. Uh, that's not what I feel like that's too silly for me. <laughs> and so I can't get into that. <laughs> yeah, I get that. I, yeah, that feels like an add on. Uh, you know, it's like it's it's one add on feature to the sort of base model of meditation that if you like, you can use it to kind of point yourself in certain maybe certain emotional states or um and kind of yeah directions like that or or that maybe that's something um where you have like uh i think i just don't have a default gratefulness um you know which says a lot We're about me grateful people yeah. this is our problem this is our 
This is our project, Catherine. Um, Excuse uh, me. No, but yeah. So I think I think just the term gratefulness can mean something uh, very different to people. Um, this idea, maybe maybe that term embodies a sort of like, uh, yeah, kind of what I think of as perspective or um, just appreciation of of things beyond what is going on right in your head. You know. Uh, so maybe that's kind of the direction to point it towards because I don't know how grateful I am that I'm cold. I mean. <laughs> It's not great. Exactly. Yeah. You you're asked to be grateful to things that are kind of unpleasant. Well, yeah. Um, I mean, I th- <laughs> I think that can be one of these things too that makes pe- makes meditation seem, you know, spooky or uh, maybe not spooky. Um, but but seem intimidating or or somehow un uh, intangible or not something you can understand. Uh, yeah. Which is why it fits in our I don't get it series here. Um, but is that like this idea that goes against like common sense? Is that like you can be grateful for this thing that's terrible and it's like yeah well you can play some logic games and make that work yeah sure i mean i kind of <laughs> i get what you're saying a little bit but it, it feels like the door in the face tactic where we're in like some salesperson just gives you like the most bonkers idea uh straight up in front um or you you gave me a a, a meme of, or not meme a trope about this once right isn't this some tv trope where it's like if you're writing a science fiction piece put your craziest thing as early as possible oh yeah this is uh in steve martin's book right so th- yeah. the idea that like be grateful for things that are terrible like i think maybe that that can be sort of a door in the face make you be like what this this philosophy is crazy um yeah and maybe that attracts some people and maybe it pushes away other people um yeah yeah. B- but I think at its core, it's still just like noticing a thing beyond its beyond your experience of the thing. So it's like speaking of tropes, it's like uh, TV tropes for life. Right. It's that you're not just in the story. You're not just living your life and reacting to the things of it. You're sort of taking a step back and thinking about what those things mean. And, uh, you know, you can appreciate your reactions to those things in the same way that you might like watch a movie and notice the lighting or the uh, photography instead of just being engrossed in the story. That seem like a fair metaphor. Yeah, no, it does. Um, yeah, I think where it gets hairy to me more than like I can I can get past being grateful for things that are unpleasant. I see where that's coming from. I don't find that really helpful to me while I'm trying to meditate. Mm-hmm. But where it really gets crazy for me is that there is like good meditating and bad meditating, <laughs> <laughs> or like there's, or I guess the concept that you get. What am I trying to say here? There's so much here that that's can so improve, right? wibbly wobbly. Yeah, that you can improve, but no, I do think you can improve at meditating. But like that, there's the, Our, the pursuit of a higher consciousness is right. what really bothers me. Okay, <laughs> I think you can improve. I want to ask you to practice uh, when we come back in just a moment on the Doom to Fail podcast. Breathe in slowly. Breathe out a little faster. Well, that was kind of fast. Ooh, I feel like you're already fucking this up. What? Well, all right. Let's. You know what? Let's start again. Here we go. Breathe in slowly. Are your eyes open? I, you know what? That's my fault. I forgot to mention that your eyes should be closed in this state. Breathe in slowly. 
you know what? Just, just hold it. It's fine. It's fine. And we're back on the Doom to Fail podcast talking about meditation. So meditation, meditation. Hmm? Let's just think on meditation. That. Um. Okay. So, so you were talking about like, can you be good or bad at it? And I think as we saw, uh, as we started talking about it, this is. I feel like this topic is is something that, um, because it is like it's sort of interesting. Like it's talking about this level of uh, it, it's it's just hard to talk about. And so you kind mm-hmm. of it's it's easy to talk in circles. And so I think one thing that uh, I picked out when I was trying to talk to other people about this, so. I mentioned to some coworkers, I was like, oh, well, you know, so I tried meditating, you know, I thought, I, I felt like I got some out. They're like, oh, well, was it any good? <laughs> like, did did you do good at it? And I was like, well, uh, hmm. And they're like, I, you know, I can't really, one of them said, he said, I can't really get into that state unless I'm like playing soccer. Like, that's the one time I can like really focus on a single thing. And I was like, wait, does that count? Is that, I feel like no, that's something I different. I think we call that flow state. <laughs> Um, yeah that's you're in you're in the groove but, groove is in the heart right <laughs> and soul um and everybody soul. knows that come on ask any uh ask any funk drummer it's in the soul uh, i don't know some would say that groove is in the heart um it feels like a barbara streisand song so groove is in the heart the other uh co-worker who i was talking to said yeah i started do you meditate and he's like well no i mean i do these chants um you know, I memorized all of these uh, poems long, long ago, and uh, I can't just sit there and meditate, but I, I can do these repetitive chants because I have the things memorized, and that gives me something to focus on. Um, so, like, my brain can be doing a thing, but it's something that's pretty rote, you know? And um, mm-hmm. and so that's a lot like the breathing we were talking about. And so this, I was starting to wonder, I'm like, wait, but I feel like what I got out of this process was noticing like sitting and just noticing or you know i think what a lot of people call awareness um you know developing awareness um and so i was very confused until i started reading that you can kind of split meditation into two kind of goals one uh being uh, let's see uh direction of mental attention uh or concentrative meditation in which you focus intensively on a particular object or you know whatever and all are other mental events that enter the field of awareness um, are, uh, you know, kind of whatever. So, um, oh, I'm sorry. I think I got this a little wrong. Uh, enter the field of awareness, so-called, or both specific focus. This is just a weird sentence. I shouldn't have been trying to read this. All right. There's, there's two points. <laughs> Here's the idea. <laughs> Yo, I'm just going to tear up the book. I'm a real anarchist. Yo. Here. I'm turning the chair around. You're a real dead poet society. Yeah. Let's stand on our desks and talk about meditation. Uh, so let's go. Um, Wait, I feel like they went into like a cave or like into, they dug like a hole and they read poetry in there. Or? Yeah, they totally went into some kind of cave. I feel like they had like definitely went like through a bog to get there. It was super boggy. Um, real boggy. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. Yeah, they, what was the idea there? The idea was there was like be wild and crazy, you know. I think it was to be one with nature while read while reading about nature. I think it was a last ditch attempt to make poetry exciting. It was like, it was like the only way we're going to do this is if I attach some kind of like crazy cult thing to this thing. It's the only way. Did it work? Uh, well, I'm pretty excited about poetry. You know, there's a good okay. one for our uh, series here. Uh, things you don't get, right? Yeah. Oh, that's a great yeah. one. All right. All right. Coming we'll up with topics here on the fly. Put poetry on the list. So anyway, but Please. 
here's the idea is that it seems that there is one um where you are sort of open and aware and you just the idea is step outside and watch what your brain is doing and it is it is i I think the process there is well don't think about anything and then just you know try to let those thoughts flip by you know just watch the clouds Mm -hmm. move by so to speak um yeah yeah and, and the other one being focused which is this kind of like here is the single thing um and i guess that uh that gives you they a thing are... to cling to to help your mind be sort of blank instead of yeah. like having all these clouds floating by you just kind of have you know you get rid of them all together yeah they are doing a similar thing i yeah my thing i don't do poetry i do this thing where you count to 10 and then you count to 10 again and if you get to 11 then you know that you aren't focusing enough on it oh that's and interesting so you have to, yeah you start over um hmm is that any good do you feel like that is that a meditation thing i mean you're saying that when- I, yeah I do that with meditation. It's, I find it helpful. Okay. Oh, that's pretty good. So that's like a thing to... What do you think that counts as? Is, is that focusing on a thing to clear your mind? Or is that um, is that the sort of open openness one where you're sort of watching thoughts go by but not reacting to them? I find that I'm able to watch... Well, I, I kind of use the clouds and the counting to 10 things simultaneously. Like I start with the clouds and then if the cloud, if, if it gets too cloudy, <laughs> then I uh, start counting to 10. And then if there's a thought that tries to interrupt it, I'm like, go away thought. I'm busy counting to 10. <laughs> hmm. right. um, but I think, but here's my perception, something that I've never experienced with meditation, but it is my perception of it that these are all just tools, right? This is all just newbie bullshit that we plebs are using to try and get somewhere, even a little bit, a taste of what like the <laughs> people who are enlightened are feeling, I guess. But I don't, that's where I get lost. Right. Well, so it seems like what you're describing is maybe something from Buddhist meditation, um, uh, pursuing meditation as uh, a part of the path towards enlightenment and nirvana, which is like, that's the extent of what I can tell you about that. I know enlightenment and nirvana are things in Buddhism. And really beyond that, I'm not sure I could tell you. Um, Yeah, I think uh, uh, what I've read a little bit is that the idea in uh, for like a Buddhist monk, say, and uh, you know, any Buddhist monks, feel free to write and correct me. Um, but the idea would be to uh, use the meditation period um, as a sort of practice for understanding what that mind state feels like when you can sort of observe but not necessarily react um, and sort of, uh, yeah, just be aware, I guess, mm-hmm. and use that as to know what it feels like so that you can then carry it through the rest of your day. And maybe that's like something along the path towards enlightenment is this idea that like you can just sort of observe things, you know, with your normal uh, day to day, whatever. Uh, yeah, okay. All right. All right. That's somewhat helpful. But I got to tell you, I think anyone but who's... To what? Yeah, no, go ahead. I'm sorry I, I interrupted you. I think... I think... Anything? But the thing is, okay. No. <laughs> I, oh, it's very hard <laughs> for me was... not to react to this. I just feel like <laughs> that one was just for fun. <laughs> really working up my rage here. I'm, I'm disenlightening. I'm darkening. It's very Darth Vader. <laughs> Ujai breath. Yeah. Um. So, uh, 
Yeah, I mean, I think the thing is, all that stuff seems like, uh, if you'll pardon the phrase, kitty bullshit. Not, not the, like, not the tools, not us sitting here and doing that, but the saying, like, well, you'll never get it. It's just like, ah, I feel like you're missing the point, right? It's just that it seems like the very basis of this concept of sitting down and noticing things is completely divorced from the idea of being particularly good or bad or attaching values to, um, uh, what you're doing, you know? Yeah. Um, yeah. So, so whoever's doing that like, anyway, I don't know. Go on. Yeah, but so much of the Buddhist faith structure, when you read about it, seems very hierarchical. Well, Do you know what I mean? Because you have like the Dalai Lama and he's like the best ever at meditating, I guess. <laughs> the best that ever was. <laughs> and then you have like all of these enlightened yogis, not yogis, but like enlightened lamas, like sub lamas who are like, mm. when you meet them, they're like, everybody's like oh snap it's this guy and it's like having a celebrity around and everybody's wants to talk to everybody wants to touch him yeah (laughs) but i don't know i just feel like you can never get away from being a human being no matter how it just reminds me that like you can never get away from being an awful human being there's nothing you can do right these people have developed devoted their entire lives to it and they're still climbing the same ladder it's just a different it's just the next door ladder Mm -hmm. it's just a rat race it's an enlightened rat race (laughs) um yeah i mean that's why it's a practice i guess is the best i could respond to that i don't know yeah i I actually i I mean that it seems like the the best people at this practice Mm -hmm. maybe aren't very good at it maybe Maybe it's super hard. Maybe it's super crazy hard. And maybe that's... Maybe it's super crazy hard. And that's why we haven't gotten anything out of it, really. That's why we're so crummy at it. (laughs) All right. Well, let's see what little we can get out of it when we come back in just a moment on the Doom to Fail podcast. Imagine your breath. See it leave your body. Name each breath. Hey, Michael. Hey, Jebediah. Hey, Felicia. Why did you take so long to breathe out that time? I had that in the chamber. And you just held it in a little bit longer. Anyway. Imagine your breath is different colors. Ultraviolet, infrared, gamma rays. Imagine you're a gamma ray breathing dragon, giving everyone cancer. You're a terrible person. And we're back on the Doom to Fail podcast, talking about meditation. 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 Oh, okay. So do you want to do just like a quick like practice meditation? Maybe with the listeners, we can all just kind of like um, just take like a moment to sit and kind of breathe together. Sure. You ready? Yeah, I'd love to do that. All right. So we're going to do, I'll do it like guided style. So, um, okay. you know, you can just sort of focus on my voice. So everyone just kind of. Don't make me laugh, Tim. Yeah, if you're not. If you're not. You're cl- I, no, I won't. Definitely not. Okay. Um, if you're not driving, close your eyes and we'll just kind of try to do this together. So, all right, we're going to let our shoulders sit back, start to focus on our breathing, 
get that ujjayi breath kind of in and out a couple of times all right pretty good and as we're coming back we're just going to drop a little i knew it Uh, but the the, uh, the good side is I figured out how to add a reggae horn to the podcast. Oh, great. We're one step closer to being the morning zoo we always dreamed we would be someday. Uh, did you know it was going to be a reggae horn or you just know it would be anything? Tim and Catherine in the morning. Yeah. I know. I knew that was the exact sound you were going to use. You love the reggae horn Who too much. love the reggae horn? It's the best. Uh, it's the anti meditation. <laughs> I don't know. In a sense, if you keep hitting the reggae horn a million times, there's no room in your head for thoughts. No <laughs> room. True. Okay, no well, room. But here, I, I think I can make this case. I think um, so. Something that I, I really has intrigued me in reading about meditation is that um, uh, this idea that so the relaxing logic idea, right? So mm-hmm. if if we think of brains, you know, uh, if we didn't say it earlier, we should say it now. Brains are super complicated and we don't understand them, but. If we think of brains as one of their main functions is sort of these logic machines, right? Um, or not necessarily logic machines, but like problem solving. So they sit there and they, they weigh all these different things, whether that's, um, you know, the sort of heuristic that is emotions or these sort of more cold facts of, you know, perception. And they pull all these things together and they try to like come up with solutions. And those solutions that they're trying to drive for are basically driven by, you know, whatever, feel good hormones or, or something, you know, um, if if we say that that you're always your brain is always taking in stimulus and pushing out actions um the idea that you can sort of step away and watch your brain try to do that i find very intriguing the idea that it's like okay stop doing that for a second you know it's almost like uh and i kept struggling to come up with a good metaphor cuz if if we just imagine you know like a big old machine with cogs and stuff and we're cranking away and it just like you know puts uh you know outputs widgets and then you suddenly ask it like oh hang on can you like do some maintenance on yourself or like can you like build another one of you or like something like that right like having this machine turn inwards is very um like it's hard to come up with a metaphor because we don't have other machines that build reality which is what brains kind of do someday Um, we will though someday and then they'll have (sighs) to meditate (laughs) but so (laughs) they'll have to i mean it's just it's a part of the program um (laughs) So, so if the idea is that, uh, oh, Tim, Talk Tim, Tim, Catherine, computers do meditate when they defrag their discs. You know, that's actually a good example. I mean, so we have a lot of code that writes code these days, right? Yeah. Um, you know, I don't know, like, uh, um, uh, uh, what do they call it? The something design. Why am I losing this now? The I don't know. when 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 web pages can look good on mobile versus uh like a computer screen. It's web not... 2.0. Yeah. <laughs> a reactive design or something. Uh, responsive design. That's what they call it. Oh, okay. So Is anyways, that what that means? All right. Yeah. Now you know. But that's so... not the best name for what that's doing. But go on. Uh, whatever i don't care um so th- the idea is though that uh i wasn't blaming you the way these things work right this, is there is code running in the background which yeah. um asks oh hey what's up are you a s- cell phone or are you a uh, computer browser and then your, your your little client says oh i'm a cell phone and then it writes different html code depending on whether you're a web browser or a uh, you know computer and so that is a case of code writing code, right? It's code yeah, that knows yeah. how to write a specific other kind of code. 
Yes. So I don't know. Yeah, I feel like there are some analogies here with code that's sort of like um, uh, recursive. And I guess so. I guess it's being sort of recursive with your brain. It's like stepping away from the base functions of the everyday life of your brain and going in towards this. uh, Okay, let's look at what the brain is doing now. And then you look at what looking at the brain is doing now. And then you look at the looking at the looking. Sure. Um, Yeah. It's a real fractal. But what I think about the reggae horn is that um, I shouldn't have that button. (laughs) Is that you are not responsible enough to use the reggae horn? True. They should give out licenses or something. But so what what boggles my mind about the reggae horn is that not only is it a terrible noise, but typically it cuts off the music, right? So like typically uh, the way those old like Jamaican sound sound systems work for whatever reason, and this is still true because it's like the tradition or something, but like typically when those things come in, the rest of the music gets ducked to much quieter as you're like playing this just obnoxious thing that yeah. doesn't fit anywhere. Yep. Um. And so every part of the reggae horn is extremely puzzling to me. I don't understand it. Uh, And I think I can't help but have my brain start to go straight into problem solving mode. And just like, just it's it's like this little like itchy nugget of a thing that my brain just keeps digging into, which is why it's so fascinating. It's just that like my brain like ramps up on it. It's like, what is happening? Like, where did this even come from? Why is it still popular? Who thinks this is a good idea? (laughs) And that is the opposite of meditation. (laughs) And it's something that we both find extremely satisfying. (laughs) Yeah, it's true. It's like the foundation of this whole show is itching those little nuggets of why is this why? Which is, yeah, okay. So, I mean, let's talk uh, a little bit about um, uh, meditation being boring or you not getting it, right? Is this just like, "Eh, I don't think, you know, I've, I've tried it a few times. I don't think I got anything out of it. I don't really think that's me. At this point, I feel like I am getting something out of it. But, um... I guess, I guess thinking about those sort of just like itchy little nuggets of problem solving, like I think we both find those things very satisfying. So why would you do the opposite of that? Because it is, it is not satisfying in the immediate. It does not kick off emotions because the whole point is not to react. Like um, Because we're dynamic beings. That's why. Why? Because we like a little calm. I mean, that's like saying like, I like hot tea. Why would I ever drink iced tea? <laughs> I don't know. You know I mean. What I mean? I I would call that not not committing, honestly. Come on, Catherine. Oh, disagree. <laughs> no, Strong T disagree. Little little column A, little column B. Uh, little that's column where I'm at. Little column B. But yeah. I, I think I can explain that sort of like I don't get this or I don't feel like doing it notion just because it it lacks that sort of immediate payback. Um, it is kind of slower, you know. Mm-hmm. Does that make sense? Yeah. No, it does. Okay, good. I'm glad we're settled there. I was worried. Uh, yeah. I didn't know where you were coming I, from on, on this one. So I was like, I don't know. Catherine might be like super anti-meditation. But uh, no. I, I think we're No, I find here. it to be very helpful. And there are people who are very important to me who find it very helpful. That's fantastic. I wonder who, uh, who it could be. Mystery person who won't be named. <laughs> Ooh. Well, if you know the answer to this week's mystery, write in to doomtofailpodcast <laughs> at gmail.com. <laughs> and unless Catherine has anything else to say, speak old. I don't know. I don't have anything else to say unless Tim has anything else to well, say. I don't have anything else to say unless Catherine has anything else to say. Uh decline to continue the the infinite loop. <laughs> it's so recursive. <laughs> All right. It's the recursiveest. Yeah, that's the very most. <laughs> <laughs>
You really find those extremes. <laughs> uh, well, anyway, let's uh, let's spend a week solid meditating. How about that? Ah, I'm good. All right. Well, until next week, that's Catherine Cogan over there. Jobs right on over here. Bye. Bye-bye. Ooh-hoo.